This is Enjoy Cherokee Voices, a podcast recorded live to deliver in-depth conversations with dynamic people from all corners of Cherokee County. Listeners like you sink into this weekly podcast to learn more about the people that make Cherokee County extraordinary. And now it's time to get to know another neighbor. Here's your host, Jody Drinkard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the studio, Mr. Zach Yoder. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Good. I, you know, I suppose you're used to like when there's an introduction, a big blowhorn or something goes off because what's your profession? Uh, I play hockey for the Gwinnett Gladiators, Atlanta Gladiators. You? Oh, it's, is it Atlanta Gladiators? It's not Gwinnett. Yeah, it used to be Gwinnett. I think they rebranded, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago to really? Atlanta. I'm going to have to confess right here and right now, I have not been to one of their games. You need to come. I know. Yeah, no, they're fun. And we're, we're really good this year. So it's even more fun. Um, I know you're really good. I understand. Um, how close are you to first place? We're in first place. Yes. Yep. I didn't know for sure. Yep. Yeah. The last three games moved us up into first place. So we just, uh, we had a nine game winning streak that ended <gasps> on Friday. Son of a gun. I know we lost Friday and then we won yesterday. So it's like that one game and it was a franchise. We tied a franchise record with nine games. Nine, you, you tied a franchise record, meaning what? That this for nine game for winning nine games in a row for, um, in the history of the Gladiators. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Yep. I got you. So our coach was all pumped up to try and get that tenth, and then we lost. So who's your coach? Jeff Pyle. Tell he, me a little bit about him. Um, he played at Northern Michigan when I don't know, probably in the eighties or nineties, back mm-hmm. when they were really, really good. Um, and then he's been coaching for probably twenty five years. Mm-hmm. He's probably been with Atlanta for. 15 of them. And he's an awesome dude. Really? Really good coach. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Really cares about the game and really cares about the guys. That's good. Yeah. So it's nice. Great. Well, hey, we're going to start back a little further than this. I know we're kind of just jumping right into the whole what's going on right now. But I want to start back. Um, Zach, you do not live in Cherokee County, but we are interviewing you and you were on the cover of our January, February edition of Enjoy Cherokee Magazine because you were you born and raised in Cherokee County I was born in Columbus Ohio and then we moved down here when I was like one and a half and then I lived in Woodstock my whole life yeah so you you're a Woodstock boy is that right I mean you're yep. is that home for you forever probably yeah I really like it and obviously it's been growing a lot the last 10 years or whatever and it's getting really really nice so mm-hmm. and you live your parents live in Deer Run yeah my parents are in Deer Run uh, a bunch of my friends are obviously grew up in Deer Run and then uh where'd you go to grade school Carmel Elementary and then Woodstock Middle and High Middle and High yep, yep. You, but you weren't in high school the entire time no I left the end of my junior year and I went up to Michigan so I finished the end of my junior year in Michigan playing junior hockey, which we can get into. And then I started my senior year up in Michigan as well. And then I tore my MCL and my meniscus in like February and I needed surgery. And so they were like, well, you're out for the rest of the year. And I was like, well, if I'm out for the rest of the year, I want to graduate from Woodstock. There you go. And so my mom, I don't know what she did, but we figured it out and I was able to come back and end up graduating with my class. That is pretty, that's pretty special. Yeah, it was awesome. It's really great. Yeah. For you. yeah. I was actually really excited that it kind of worked out worked for me out to graduate out. there. Where are your parents from? Uh, my mom's from Columbus, Ohio. And then my dad's from Northern Indiana, like Fort Wayne area. They're up from snow country. Yes. You were born in snow country. Now yes, you're, now you're playing on ice. Exactly. All right. Well, tell me about the first time you remember seeing a hockey game. Ooh, I was probably like five or six and it was at my, like my neighbors. Cause it was on my street. There was four boys all the same age mm-hmm. and we're like all within a house of each other. Names? So, um, Nikki Bonatucci, Bishop Baining, and then Max McCall. Mm-hmm. And we were all like legitimately one house away. And, uh, the Bonatucci's were from Philly. And so they were like into the flyers and the mm-hmm. NHL. And so I'm pretty sure my first game was like watching hockey with the Bonatucci's, watching the Philadelphia Flyers back in like probably early 2000s. So do you remember the first time you held a stick? Not really. I remember like first time going to the rink and being yeah. like, okay, this is sweet. Yeah. And so I, was, did you know how to skate before you went to the rink? It kind of started out like, I don't remember who, I always say the Bonatucci's, but I don't know if it was them. They like, we're going to get Nikki into hockey and they're like, hey, we're going to get Nikki into hockey up at the local roller rink, which is like behind the rec center. It's, mm, not, mm-hmm. it's not called the chill. It was uh, hockey time back then. Um, 
So like we're gonna get Nikki into hockey and like we all played together, right? And so all four of us were like, yeah, like let's do it. Like that sounds fun. And so we bought uh, rollerblades and sticks and we started on like our street because we lived on a cul-de-sac. Sure. So we'd play there. And then, yeah, we just started playing roller up there and it was so, awesome. So you practiced then, that's how you started out with the rollerblades kind yes. of thing. Yeah. I tried rollerblades on one time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that didn't go so well. <laughs> I mean, I seriously didn't go. I put them on, stood up and fell right down and big, huge black and blue marks on my knees. Oh, you didn't have any pads on? No. <laughs> you got to no. have pads on. See, there's a, that would have been a good idea. Yeah. In fact, I never thought about pads until you just mentioned it right now. <laughs> but, but I do have a hockey story for you later, too. But we'll okay. get into that later. That works. So you would go to the, to the Chill, yep. which is um, a Parks and Rec place. Yeah. Is it part, it, it, is it part of that? I think it is now. Um, the owner back then, he's since passed away. And I think when he passed away, he gave it away to the city That's of Cherokee. Right. Yeah. So you would go there and you would play with your four friends or were th- was there actual games going on or did you join a league at that time? No, it was a league. It was a league. Oh, it was. So we'd play on the street, like just all of us. And then like, I don't even remember, we'd practice like once or twice a week up there, like as a team, because they had leagues and everything. So we signed up for leagues. Um, so we would do that and the games would be on the weekend and there was like no roof on this place. So like, oh, really? it'd be in the summer. And I, all I remember is... We'd be playing games. We'd have buckets of like ice water with like rags in them. <laughs> so when we come off, like we'd just stick rags on our head to cool down. Oh my goodness. So, uh, yeah. So we started in a the league there and then played a few years roller hockey there. And then when I was like eight, I think I was like, all right, let's try ice. Yeah. So, so then you got on the ice. Yeah. So was I went, it as easy as roller blades? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of an easy transition okay. and like we would go to like the, the ice forum in Kennesaw and skate all the time. Just like on a Sunday public skate or whatever, just to hang out. So when you were on these little club on the club things and club teams and you were young, yeah, were you like excelling? Were you somebody that everybody wanted on their team? Were you, you know, totally into it that way? I mean, honestly, I think the four of us were all pretty good just because we were always playing hockey on the street. Always doing it. Like my mom she got to the point where she would just let us wear our rollerblades inside because she was just like, <laughs> I, like she'd just give up because we'd oh, come really? in, yeah we'd come in for lunch and like she's like, well you guys got to eat and I know you guys want to go back out so like just leave them on, <laughs> and so like we were always out there. So I mean I think all all four of us were some of the better ones back then just kind of we on the same playing level at yeah, that point because we were always playing. Yeah, is this Bonatucci that you're talking about? Is that Barbara's yes. son? Yes. So, yep. and a lot of people in this neighborhood, in this nick of the woods, n- really knows Barbara quite well. So yeah. she's kind of, she's, she's like, a popular woman out there. Yeah. She's like my second mom. Is like, she? Yeah. Oh. She, she, so she's got, uh, Nick is my age and then her youngest son, Michael is my brother's age mm-hmm. and they were there when we moved in in 96. So I've known her essentially my whole life. Did you wear your blades in her house too? I don't think we got to as oh, much. She, she's pretty strict. She kept in uh, her house was very nice. So <laughs> I don't think we got to as much, but the, That's funny. my house was on the cul-de-sac. So it was just easier to go into my house and then go back out and play. When's the first time you went to a professional hockey game? I don't know the exact answer to that. I'd probably say I was like eight or nine. It was like probably a Thrasher's game. I never really went to gladiators games growing up, no. which is probably a bad confession, but. Yeah, I want to say I maybe went to like six Thrashers games. I wasn't a very good Thrashers fan, but it was just because it was down the six in Atlanta. sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> so, okay, now you're getting you're getting really good at hockey. You decide you want to kind of go into this as a career. Is that what you make a decision about that in what middle school or? Yeah, I mean, it was more I wanted to get college paid for. And oh, so I was okay. Like, I, I really wasn't focused on like professional. I just got to the point where like, it'd be really cool if I could do this in college and not have to pay for college. Really? Yeah. So. Did people come, how did you find out? Like, did people say, hey, you can get a scholarship in this? Or did somebody, did a school come to you and say, hey, this is a possibility or? Well, I knew, I was an Ohio State fan because I was born in Columbus. So, and I knew they had a really good college hockey team. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, like that'd be really cool to play college hockey at Ohio, Ohio State. And so I was like, okay. And then it kind of, it kind of works out to where when you like, as you develop and grow, like you get recruited for juniors and then from juniors, you go to college. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we can get into juniors and I can explain that if you'd like. Yeah, but, let's do it. Let's hear about okay. what does juniors mean? 
Yeah, it's way different than like any other sport. And it's, it's really hard for people to follow sometimes, especially if you don't know the sport. But uh, essentially, like you play, you can play like youth travel hockey up until you're like 18, I think, which is like generally your senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you go and play what they call juniors, which you can play from 18 to 21. And it's essentially like a gap year from high school to college. Mm-hmm. And it gives you time to develop like your hockey. So all you do is play hockey and train hockey. And then you get recruited out of these junior te- teams to go to college. Mm-hmm. So like the average age for incoming freshmen um, for college was 21 for hockey. For players. hockey. Yeah, for hockey players. So I went, <clears throat> that's what I did my junior year. I left and went and played juniors in Michigan, mm-hmm. which was a little early for most people. Um, so I was 17 and I went and played juniors. So you had to make a decision to leave your family back here. How did your family feel about that? What was that like? I mean, that has, you're a junior in high school and you're deciding to move across the country. Yeah, it really wasn't a second thought for me. It was oh. like my mom and my dad, I'm, I don't really know, but I'm assuming it was a little harder on them. But for me, it was just like, I knew this league, this was like one of the best junior leagues and mm. most guys from this league go division one, which was my goal. And so I knew like if I was going to make a division one, like this would be a really good opportunity. So when they called, I was like, yeah, I'll come. No problem. You got a, you just got a phone call. They, they were recruiting you for a while or. Yeah. They called me and they said, Hey, we want to, we want you to come up. We have 12 games left in the season. Like you finish the season here and then you'll play next year here. Wow. And I was just like, when? Like, <laughs> like, like the next Tuesday. Yeah. You, like, can you be there Tuesday? That kind of thing. Exactly. They're like, well, in the next week, we got to get you enrolled in school up here. And I was like, I like, talked to my parents. I was like, this is what I want to do. They're like, okay. Wow. Yeah. I bet your parents, I bet they were just, you know, right. proud as a peacock of you too at the same time. Yeah. But and the, I think hard. the most they were worried about was that like I was living with a random family. They're uh-huh. called billet families. Just like they just open their doors to like players that are coming from out of town to play for this team. Mm-hmm. So I think they were like worried about you know, who I was going to live with and, and all that. Because I was I 17 years that. old. Yeah. So did, how was it? Was it a good family? Oh, they were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They had a kid that was one year older than me. So he was a senior when I got there. And then they had a kid who was two years younger than me. And they were awesome. Anything I needed, their house so they was like, just They just said, hey, you know, we're ready to take a hockey player. Did this family play hockey? Did uh, was- the, Their older son played high school hockey, but not like super competitive. Mm-hmm. And uh, the team was pretty big. Like it was in Muskegon, Michigan. And the team was like pretty big to the locals. Like the locals really supported it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they just said, we'll open our doors to a player. And then the team puts them with a player. This is kind of getting in the weeds, but did you have to pay money to play there? Was there some kind of financial involvement there for you? Yeah, no. So that was the first time in my whole career that like I actually didn't have to pay the team to play. That's what ju- yeah. So juniors is free, right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So juniors is free. Um, equipment's free. The only thing you have to pay for is, I think it was like $300 a month to the billets, which is like for food. But I mean, that's not yeah. enough for a 17 year old boy to eat food. Right, right. So the billets have to really be like, you know, they want to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was $300 a month. But other than that, it was like no financial. That's really nice. Yeah, it was super, super nice. So, and it was super nice of these people to open their doors to me. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's that's a hard thing to do for a lot of people to invite somebody in their house for, you know, a year. Yeah, exactly. School year or whatever. Yeah. So did your parents come up and visit you a lot? Yeah. So like I said, my dad was from like Northern Indiana. Mm -hmm. So it was like two hours from Muskegon. So they came up probably three or four years, three or four times the next year. That's great. Yeah. Cool. So it was nice. All right. So now you're playing in this league. Uh, Summer comes, so you had 12 games in the first season left. Yep. That ended in like April of my junior year. And then I went back my senior year. So that would have been 2012, 2013. And uh, I played 32 games. And then I got hurt that following February. So February 2013. You fell. Tell me what happened. I was skating and I got tripped. And when I got tripped, my, I went feet first into the boards. Mm-hmm. Mm. And like I tore my MCL and my meniscus. Yikes. I, yeah, I got up and I couldn't like really stand on my right leg. What position are you playing at this time? Defense. Defense. So, yeah. So I started out as a goalie when I was playing roller hockey mm-hmm. back at the chill. I started out as a goalie. I got to ice and I'd play some games at forward. And this is just like house league. This is just like, this isn't travel at all. Right. And so I'd play like some games at goalie, some games at forward. And uh, I tried out for the travel team over at the cooler in Alpharetta. And uh, I tried out as a goalie. And this was, I was probably nine. And the coach came up to me. He's like, hey, you're not going to make the team as a goalie. You'll make it as a defenseman. Oh. And from that time on, I was a defenseman. Well, there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it seems a little bit more exciting, like a little more action. 
Uh, goalie has too much pressure. That's oh, what I say. Way too much pressure. Yeah. I mean, especially with like shootouts. Oh, no. Yeah. I couldn't do that. And as you're saying this, I am noticing you have a very nice white, bright teeth in all of them. Nope. Not this one. Oh, that's a fake one? No, it's just, I got a cap on it. Oh. I took a, I took a puck to the mouth. I actually took a puck to the mouth and knocked half of this one out and my whole row of bottom teeth like went back into my mouth, <gasps> but I had a, uh, a wire behind my teeth just to keep them straight for my mm-hmm. braces and they, and it saved them. So they all got pushed back, but the dentist just like reached its thumb in and just pulled them all back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think it just went right through me when you said that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you squeal? No, it was like, I was just sitting there like amazed that like all my teeth just moved right back into place. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you only have, you do have one fake tooth then. Yeah. Was that from being a goalie? No, it was from uh, juniors. I, so in juniors, you play with a half shield. Okay. Um, every other, like college, you play with a full mask, which is weird because juniors is before college and juniors, you yeah. play with a half shield and college, you know, but I think it's a little liability stuff with like colleges. They don't want to pay for that stuff. Yeah. Um, so juniors, you play with a half shield and I took a puck to the mouth. <gasps> Ooh, way back then. Though. Yeah. Okay. So now, and you fell and you broke your, your, your MCL, you said? Yeah. And your meniscus and... Now what? Now you're done for the season? Yeah. So that's, it was like February and they're like, hey, you need surgery. Like you can get surgery here in in Michigan or you can go home and get surgery and just rehab there. And I was like, I want to go home. I want to graduate with my friends. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so senior year. Yeah, exactly. And so it was really weird. Like Michigan, we were on trimesters instead of semesters. mm -hmm. And so when I, like was trying to get back into Woodstock. You know, like what's going on with your credits? <laughs> we like you and all, but we can't do this math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your credits are just not lining up right now. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I think oh, the man. end of the second trimester was like March. And I didn't want to wait like a whole nother month. And then the other thing was senior project. Like I hadn't, there was no senior project up there. And we had senior project down here. Oh. And so they're like, first of all, your credits aren't lining up. And second of all, it's February. How are you going to start a senior project? And I was like, look, I'll do senior project. I'll find a way to get it done. And I was like, if I have to take a night school class, I'll take a night school class. Like I want to come back. Right. And so they worked it out to where I had to take one quarter night school class from like 4.30 to like 5.45 or something. Mm. It was art. So (laughs) I took it from like March. It was like March to May. I took one night school class just to get my credits. And then I- that's the best. I mean, it's like, at least you don't have to concentrate exactly on like a lecture or something at that point. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. I actually enjoyed it. Um, so I did art and then I had to do senior project super quick. What was your senior project? I did it on coaching hockey. So I, went, oh yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, you slid that one in. Yeah, it was pretty easy. I went up to the, uh, the chill and just like worked with a coach up there and. Did, and so you started coaching other children. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. That year. I haven't done it much since, but yeah, that year I did. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It was fun. Do you think that could be a future career? Yeah. I mean, I would enjoy coaching. The only thing, like coaching high levels is a lot of like recruiting, a lot of traveling. Oh, yeah. So I don't know how much I want to like be gone every weekend. Well, let's not talk about your retirement job yet. Yeah, exactly. You're, exactly. You're, you're in first place right now yeah. at the Gladiators. So tell me, um, I'm kind <clears> of <throat> illiterate when it comes to sports and stuff, so the gladiators, I, I think about it like a farm league. Is that how it is? Or is it not like a farm? league? Yeah. The way I describe it is like a lot of people know baseball, especially down here. Mm-hmm. It's like double A baseball. Okay. So like it goes single A, double A, triple A, MLB. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's the ECHL, which is what the gladiators are in. And then it's the AHL, which is like triple A baseball. And then it's the NHL. Mm-hmm. So we're with Ottawa Senators, which is the NHL team. Say that again. You're with whom? The Ottawa Senators. Ottawa. Okay. Ottawa. Canada. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they're the NHL team. The AAA team or the AHL team is Belleville Senators. Mm-hmm. And then it's us. Okay. So. So it's a farm team for the NHL. Okay. And you're doing so well. Are you thinking, is there a chance you could move up? I mean, that's definitely the goal. I mean. That's definitely the goalie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's wow. Definitely the goal. Yeah. Do you have people recruiting you? Like, are people calling you or how do you, how do you know you might be in line for something like that? Well, you have like, uh, like advisors or agents that kind of work on your behalf oh, and kind okay. of like put feelers out and stuff. And then uh, like our coach helps a lot with like, if someone's playing well and an AHL team calls him and says, Hey, like we need a defenseman or we need a forward. You'd be like, all right, well, this guy's playing well. Like he'll do well up there. And then he just kind of wow. call you and you go. It's very exciting. Yeah. At any moment, your world could change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've got like one guy on our team that's been up and down like 
three or four times this year. Oh, really? Oh, up and down. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you go up and then you play four or five games and like, okay, we don't need you anymore. And you come back down. Like, so you've never done that yet. I have not done that. So this other person that you know that did this, do they say it's like a whole nother world? Like it is just like a tremendous jump. They say it's not a huge jump. Um, they say, obviously it's a little faster and guys are a little stronger and, and that stuff. But as far as like the actual game goes, they say it's not, not that bad. How fast do you skate? No, I don't know how fast I skate, but I'm not not near the fastest on the team, that's for sure. Really? Yeah. Who's the fastest on the team? Uh, his name's Hugo Waugh. He's French-Canadian. Waugh is his last name. R-O-Y. This is something else. What What are you best at on your team? Me? Yeah. If somebody says, oh, you know, he's he's the fastest one, what are, what are you? the? Uh, I, I'm good at defending. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, I can uh, break the puck out decently and, and stop them from scoring. <laughs> you're good de- you're you're a good defender okay yeah wow okay so now what's it like to be put in the in the box what do you call it the penalty uh, box yeah that's you just sit there and everyone kind of looks at you and yells at you i just feel like if it was me i feel like i just want to bust right out of there because it's like you're at the peak of wanting to do something so bad and then all of a sudden you're just like yeah. Time out. Yeah. And it's about, it's the worst when like people are just banging on the glass and like yelling at you and you're like, <laughs> it's never a good thing when you're in the box because you know, your coach is mad at you because you just put your team down one guy for two minutes. Yeah. And then these, you got these guys yelling at you and you're like, man, that just does not help my confidence right now. Oh no. <laughs> Do you hear that? All those hockey fans out there. Yeah. Don't make them feel bad. Don't make them feel any worse than they are. Right. So at the gladiator game, uh, do they pack a house? So the biggest crowd we had was, uh, it's called Teddy Bear Toss Night, which mm. was when, you, when we scored our first goal, all the fans threw teddy bears on the ice. And so oh. we collected a bunch of teddy bears and then they, I think they gave them away to like homeless shelters and like kids in need. Oh, that's cool. We had uh, 9,200 people there. Don't that's quote me a out. lot of people. Yeah. Don't quote me. I think our arena holds like 12 or 13. So uh-huh. I don't think they've ever like sold out the arena because it's just so big. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, 9,200 was really, really good. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. And then the, the next biggest we had was like 75, maybe 7,500. Wow. So yeah. Teddy toss is the, is the game to go to, huh? Yeah. Teddy bear toss. Yeah. It's uh it was actually a really cool game. Yeah. That's good. That's and it was good. fun for the fans because they just got to chuck teddy bears onto the ice. Well, I got a question about your family. Okay. Um, I believe you have a sister that's older than you. Is she older than you? Yeah. She's uh, turning 30 this year. And you have a younger brother. Yes. Okay. Jacob. So Sarah and Jacob, right? Yep. So Sarah is a little bit older than you. Um, how many years older? Um, two. Two years older? Yep. Yeah, right at two, two years. So there was kind of um, a medical issue that happened to her. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was like right at the beginning of the pandemic. I think it was February before the pandemic started. She uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer. She found it really early which is obviously fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. And they did, uh, I think it's called lump lumpectomy. Mm-hmm. So they removed the lump mm-hmm. and then she did radiation. So she didn't have to do chemo cause she found it so early. Oh, fantastic. That's huge. Yeah, exactly. Huge. And did the like, radiation, did that make her sick at all? No, not terribly. I'm sure. I mean, obviously she didn't feel good at times, mm-hmm. but as far as like, she didn't, she wasn't. That's so tremendous when you yeah. catch it early enough and you don't have to go through chemo. That's right. And the crazy thing difference. was like all the doctors she went to were like, Oh no, it's just a lymph node. Like, like we'll, we'll get it checked out just to be sure. And then like, even the person that was doing the biopsy was just like, Oh, like, yeah, it's nothing. Like we'll do the biopsy just in case. And they came back and they're like, Oh, like, yeah, that's cancer. Mm. Yeah. But she's doing well now. She's uh, in remission and yeah, she's doing really well. Doing well. That's fin- That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, definitely. But did, did you have a game dedicated to her? Not specifically for her we did like a hockey fights cancer night okay yeah yeah and so like we've got i didn't realize this but a bunch of guys on the team like obviously have been affected by cancer um so some guys moms and just other family members so we did like a collective hockey fights cancer and raised money for that oh that's great yeah. then the, then the money went just to a a fund that helps exactly cancer. yeah and then like they were they did like a video of like i fight for oh my sister my mom or whoever it was so that's cool yeah it was actually really really neat and sarah actually got to go into the game which is pretty cool got another question for you how much do you travel right now on the road you're on the road how often uh, like probably every other week. 
Yeah. But it just kind of depends on where we go. Like last week we were in Norfolk, which is like a nine hour bus ride. And so we went on Tuesday, we played Wednesday, had Thursday off, played Friday, Saturday in Norfolk. And then Saturday night we finished at like 1030 and we drove five hours to Charleston. We had a game in Charleston Sunday at three. You're a lot of, you're spending a lot of time on a bus. Yeah. It's a lot of time. Oh my goodness. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? That's essentially what I do. Yeah. (laughs) That and watch movies. So, yeah. But I mean, like we also have Greenville in our league and it's like an hour and a half from Duluth. Like those games aren't that bad. Really big trips are like Norfolk's nine hours and then Fort Myers is like nine and a half, 10. Yeah. That's a long way. Yeah. But like Orlando's seven, Jacksonville's like six. It's not too bad. Yeah. Never get to fly. Um, We're actually going to Rapid City, South Dakota. Next week. So we get to fly there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Woo-hoo. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Mm-hmm. So we, we do travel, but we also have stents where like we're home for two weeks and that's where it is. Goshen Valley provides peace and purpose to youth in foster care. There is an ongoing need for foster families in Cherokee County and all over Georgia. Goshen Valley is here to help meet that need. They provide safe, stable, and loving family-based models of care for those in need. Goshen Homes is a vital component of Goshen Valley. Goshen Homes understands that siblings in foster care should not be separated because they grow better together. For this reason, Goshen Homes works to recruit, train, license, and support foster families working with sibling groups in Cherokee County and the state of Georgia. If you have a little extra room in your home and heart, consider learning more about Goshen Homes and the unmatched joy you can discover by becoming foster parents. Visit www.goshenvalley.org homes. That's www.goshenvalley.org homes. Well, I said earlier that I had a little story about my hockey career. Sure. So I'm from Wisconsin, by the way. What part? Uh, I went to school in Stevens Point. Okay. Pointer dogs. Yeah. Woof. And we had, <laughs> but I was actually at the time in charge of, I was working the student activities department. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the office I worked in was in charge of the mascot. We didn't have a mascot for our hockey game. And hockey was one of the bigger sports for well, us. Their, their, their team's really good. Yeah. They, they, they win, have been many, many years. Yeah. The D3 yeah. national championships. Yeah. yeah. They're good. So they're, uh, so anyway, there's a, we have Stevie and Stephanie Pointer okay. and they're on skates, right? Yeah. But then we have Mad Dog and that comes out just for, well, at that time anyway, yeah. it came out just for hockey and nobody was there to do the Mad Dog that day. So I had to get on the ice with this Mad Dog outfit. Now I'm going to show you, but people that are listening aren't going to know this, but it's a huge you know, Mickey Mouse head that goes over your head like this, but it's a huge snout on this dog. Right. So right? it's heavy. Right. I skated my whole life being from Wisconsin. No big deal. I get out there on the ice. Everything's fine. But I realize I can't see my feet. Oh, boy. And when I'm not, you know, I'm not a professional skater. I could not see my feet. And I took a dive. Oh, my gosh. And that big snout went head first into the ice crash and my I thought I broke my neck man here's mad dog the big you know the big everybody waits for mad dog to get out on the ice two steps out on the ice and I just plastered into the floor oh my gosh it was horrible was there a lot of fans oh I had a lot of fans after that (laughs) and for the first time you know you can't take those heads off those mascot heads you're not ever supposed to take those off in front of anybody, but right. they had to because I was just laying there. I mean, they had the oh, whole game. No, I couldn't get up. Oh, I couldn't. Geez. I couldn't move. I thought I literally thought I broke my neck. <laughs> Jeez, that is that's tough. So, yeah, I didn't have any recruiters calling me, not even for the mascot. Right. That's unfortunate. But actually, uh, after Muskegon, I played in Janesville, Wisconsin. You for, did, yeah. So I was in Muskegon for a year or a year and a half, and then after that, I spent two years in Janesville. That's Two why, years in Janesville. That's why I asked. Is what's the name of their team? Janesville Jets. Jets. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's crazy. Yeah. So, like I said, like you can play till you're essentially 21 in juniors. Mm-hmm. So I played after I went to Muskegon, and then I came home and graduated. Uh, they called me and they were like, "Hey, like, good luck, but we don't need you back." No. And I was like, "Okay, oh. okay thanks." And uh, oh. so then <laughs> that's a heart wrenching. <laughs> well, the way he did it too is just like. I was so blown away. Like he, call, I was at school in lunch 
and I was getting a call from like the general manager of Muskegon. And I was like, oh, like I got to talk to this guy. So I walked out and he's like, hey, Zach, like, uh, how's it going? I'm like, oh, pretty good. You know, surgery went well and everything. He's like, okay. He's like, what do you think your role is next year? It's like, well, I mean, I think I'm going to be a little bit older. Like I can hopefully lead a little bit. Like I'm going to be better. My knee's fixed. He's like, yeah, I don't see that. Um, oh. we're, we're letting you go. And I was like, oh, thanks. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, why did you need to ask my... <laughs> you knew before you asked that you were letting me go. Why did you make me say that? Yeah. So I got released from Muskegon and then I ended up going to Janesville, Wisconsin. And I was there for two years. So did somebody call you and say, hey, we heard you got let go. And why don't you come here? Or did you call up Janesville and say, hey, got a spot? Uh, I called my coach in Muskegon and was like, hey, like, I just got released. Thanks for everything. Like, do you know of any other places that like need guys? And he's like, yeah, let me call Janesville and this other team. And so he called them and then Janesville called me and I did some research and talked to a few friends and like, yeah, Janesville's a good place. Like you should go there. Same deal. You were living with a family then? Yep. They were wow. all awesome as yeah. well. Yeah. They're great. So the, my first, so my first year in Janesville, I actually lived with a kid on my team mm. at a billet family and that was really fun. Um, and then my second year there, I had a different family. And I was by myself, but it was just as fun. Wisconsin's a great place. I actually really liked it. Like we were 45, 50 minutes south of Madison. Mm -hmm. So we'd go up to Madison a bunch and it was a good time. Yep. I know a lot of people around that area. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, spotted cow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You like spotted cow? Uh, yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Might be able to hook you up. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Only people from Wisconsin know what that is. Is it only sold there? Yeah. I can't, they don't sell it outside, but it's a beer folks. We're talking about a beer, spotted cow. Yeah. And, um, I have some for you. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. It's good. Don't spread the word. Don't let anybody know you had it. <laughs> All right. I won't. All right. Secret safe with me. I got a, another question for you. Tell me of the funniest thing that ever happened to you during a hockey game. I scored on my own goalie. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's, that's not really funny to me, but I mean. It sounds a little people, funny to the rest yeah, of us. Other people so. might laugh at it, but yeah, I don't know. I was coming around, like I got the puck in the corner of my zone where my goalie was and I tried to like send it to the other side of the rink and it just came off my stick wrong and just like went straight in the net. Oh my goodness. Was this in a real game? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like, and this was like one of the five games that we played in Atlanta. This would have been oh, like when no. I was 16, probably. <laughs> Oh and my gosh. Yeah. So like my family was there and we, see at a time like that, I think you just sulk over, just head over to the penalty box yeah, yourself. <laughs> just take myself off the yeah. ice. <laughs> All right. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, yeah. It was super embarrassing, but yeah, I like, I've, I don't know how it came off my stick and obviously everyone's super mad at me, but. And it actually counts as a score for the other team. Then, yeah, I assume. Goal. Right. Yeah. And like oh, crap. the last person on the other team that touched it, like gets credit for that goal. Really? Yeah. Did you know that before it happened to you? Like that? Yeah. Rule? I mean, I knew I wasn't gonna get credit for the goal. That'd be bad. No, no, no. I mean that the other, per- like who got credit for it? The person that it last yeah. touched it. Did yeah. you know that before that? Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. What other, th- what other kind of crazy things has happened to you? On the ice? Yeah. I try to keep it so crazy things don't happen to me. I try to just kind of stay in the background and do my job and not have crazy things happen it's to me. It's such a violent game. Yeah. It can be such a violent game. Yeah. And how much time do you actually spend violently in a fight or something? Is it, I mean, is, is it rare that it comes up at your league or? Uh, not in our league. For me, it's rare. I don't, I'm not a big fighter. We mm-hmm. have probably three guys on my team fight every third game, maybe. I mean, it definitely comes up. Mm-hmm. It's not part of my game and how I play. Good for you. Um, But there's definitely guys on our team that it's a big part of their game mm. and they're really good at it. Like we have a really, really tough team that like we got three guys that probably no one in the league wants to touch, which is really nice. That is good. Yeah. Cause they have our backs. How long does it take you to put a hockey outfit on a uniform outfit? The, the hockey the outfit, gear. the gear. How long does it take you to put the gear on? I could probably do it in 10 minutes if I had to, mm-hmm. but I always give myself like 15, 20 minutes. It's a lot. Yeah. You have a ton of stuff on there. And then once you get out there, it reminds me of the Christmas story of the little kid with, with the uh, snow, snow suit on. Yeah. It, it, it feels like you'd be a tick about to pop. I mean, you're just all tight in there. Yeah, especially goalies. I mean, goalies gear is so big. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. they can probably put their gear on quicker than us because it's all like Velcro straps. Oh, our, 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 the longest thing is your skates because they, yeah. they lace all the way down and all the way up. Well, what's your future plans? 
What's your hope? What's your future hope? If you had a crystal ball and you could say, this is what I want to do. It would be to win the Kelly Cup this year, the Gladiators. Yeah. Which we're going to do. And then uh, next year, get an opportunity to play in the AHL. And I mean, once you're in the AHL, like you're one or two injuries away from getting a call up to the NHL. One or two injuries away. I mean, yeah, because if someone gets injured in the NHL, they call someone up from oh. the AHL. So if you're playing good in the AHL. That it, would be so cool. Yeah. So that obviously would be That the would goal. be something be sweet. Outstanding, yeah. If you weren't going to be a hockey player when you grew up. I said I wanted to be an orthodontist growing up just because it looked kind of easy and they made a lot of money. I know, <laughs> I know all the orthodontists are going to be really mad at me. I know it's not easy. Um, Look, I did just reach in and move your teeth around. Yeah. Well, wait. You're going to straighten teeth for a living. See, that was natural. That's why you wanted to do that. Right, exactly. So I wanted to do that, but when I got older, like, I don't think I really would have done that. I don't know what I would have done. Like, I really like real estate and like hmm. the passive income of stuff. So like, I'd probably get into real estate and rentals and stuff like that. You did go to college. I did. Where? I, tell I did me. One year at the Air Force Academy. And then I did four years at Ferris State University. Where is Ferris State? It's an hour north of Grand Rapids, Michigan. So you were in the Air Force. For a year. For a year. That's amazing. I, Congratulations. That's like big you. time. I promptly realized that. I wasn't built for the Air Force. So I went, it's actually an interesting story, but they recruited me for hockey. The Air Force did? Yeah. And they have a pretty good hockey program. Really? They were actually the only Division One team that recruited me for hockey. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I want to play Division One hockey. This is my only Division One offer. And I originally told them no. I was like, I don't want to be in the Air Force. And they're like, I don't know. They called me, did all this stuff. And I was like, no. And they're like, well, can we just come out and have dinner with you and your family? And I was like, Sure. So the coach flew out, had dinner, and like at dinner, he's like, Can I get you out on a visit? And I hadn't been on any like school visits. So I was like, Oh, yeah, like that would actually be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, especially to go to the Air Force Academy. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, sure. So they flew us out. And then they say that once they get people like to the campus, it's like a 98% success rate. Sure. Because it's so beautiful. And they make you feel so stupid if you say no. <laughs> yeah. So I got out there and I saw the campus, which obviously beautiful. And then they're like, yeah, you don't pay to go to school. We pay you. When you're done with your five years, you get a job at a fortune 500 company. Like, how do you pass up this opportunity? And I was like, well, I don't really have any other division one offers. And this seems like a really good opportunity. So I did it and uh, did basic training, did my whole freshman year there. And you had to go through basic training just to study there, huh? Yeah, all the cadets do. Okay, if so you don't make it through basic training, like, you can't go to the school. Was it awful? That was terrible. I don't think you could pay me, like, a large sum of money to do that again. Mm. Like, it was, it was funny because I knew, like, going in, I was going to be older. Because, like I said, I played junior. So, mm -hmm. like, I, my freshman year, I was, like, 21. And I knew I was going to be older than the people that were running basic training. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, oh, like, this is going to be... I mean, I'm older than these guys. They, they can't yell at me. Like, whatever. <laughs> I was so wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong. <laughs> and, uh, oh, did you get yelled at a lot? Oh, my gosh. I was so underprepared and so wrong on so many facets for basic training. That, oh, like, my gosh. Like, even my dad was like, he's like, hey, have you watched any videos about basic training? I'm like, no, I'm just, I'll just go and learn as I go. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, good luck because it's like, it looks pretty intense. I'm like, it can't be that bad. Like, whatever. Like, I'm mentally strong. Like, it's easy. What, what, tell me what a day was like in basic training. You woke up at 4.30 a.m. And you, we would like, they would tell us what to wear. So if it was like camos or like um, PT gear, which was like shorts and t-shirt. And so we'd go for like a march or a run in the morning. And then, then we'd go to breakfast. And at breakfast, you had to, like, sit all proper, like, on the edge of your chair. Like, you couldn't look down. You had to, like, yell when you wanted, like, a condiment. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was, like, all this. And so. Can I have some ketchup, sir? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. my gosh. And then even when you were putting it back, like, you had to yell. Uh, so you do breakfast, and then you just do, like, I don't know, marching or just different stuff throughout the day. Like, you'd go get. Was every single minute accounted for? Oh, from yeah. 4.30 in the morning till when? Uh, I think we got in our rooms at like 9.15 and you couldn't sit down like the whole day, no matter what you were doing, you could not sit down. Oh my gosh. So you're just like standing or you're walking everywhere. So yeah, we'd have lunch and then we'd do some more stuff between lunch and dinner and then dinner after that, we would do some more stuff till nine and it's just like all military stuff. So it was just 
That was crazy. So, so after you did that, then you could go into school. So how long did that last? Your it was like six training? weeks. I think it was the end of June to the beginning of August. So then you went to class. Yeah. Then you started studying yeah. and then you didn't have any more boot camp stuff. It revelry. There was no, there was no like boot camp stuff, but as far as a freshman year goes, like as far as all the academies, like West Point, the Naval Academy and Air Force, like mm-hmm. freshman year, the Air Force is the worst at all of them. Mm. So we still, even as like when school started, we had to wake up at six thirty in the morning, stand in the hallway and like yell what was for breakfast, oh what was gosh. for lunch, like how many days until graduation for each class, like how much gas a certain tanker would hold. And oh. then from there, like we'd run the way Air Force is set up is a big rectangle. And like one side was the dining hall. One side is classes. One side is the dorms and one side is the chapel. And so as a freshman, you couldn't cut across anywhere. You had to run on the outside of that rectangle to get anywhere you want Oh, with your backpack in your left hand. So you couldn't wear your backpack. So, oh my gosh. So like, but at the end of the year, a kid on my team had no hair on his left leg because his back leg was just... It was rubbing against her the yeah. whole time. Oh so man. anyway, so at like 6.45, you'd come out and you'd run to breakfast around the outside of the thing. We'd get breakfast. And then from there, you'd go to a class from like 7.30 to noon. And then at noon, we were athletes. So at noon, we got to go down to the rink and we would sleep from like noon to three practice. Oh, really? Yeah, because if you're in the dorms, you could not close your door and sleep during, like at all during your freshman year. So oh. you'd get in trouble like if you were sleeping in your room like during the day. So, so the, the sports people said you have to sleep more. So you're going to have three hours of sleeping or no, like we would you just, just would sneak it. Yeah. We would go oh. to the, like we'd go to the rink. And so like, no, none oh, of the older, none of the I older see. cadets could like, they wouldn't be at the rink. So we'd be like, yeah, like we're down at the rink, like working out for hockey. And we would just sleep like at the rink. Oh my gosh. For three hours. Then we'd practice and we'd work out. And then we wouldn't even go back up to our dorms until like 11, which is, which was curfew just because we didn't want to be up in our dorms. Oh my gosh. But I respect everyone that goes there and like the air force and everything like that. And that's kind of one of the reasons I got out. I was like, I know this isn't for me. Like I'm not built for the military, but it's uh, like you said, you respect the people that can. Exactly. That yeah. And- like I still have some of my friends like graduated from there and stuff. Crazy. And I have so much respect for them because I mean, it's tough and yeah. you know, they're in the military. So, so you went then to Ferris state. Yeah. I transferred there. And you, what's your degree in? I graduated with a double major in accounting and finance. Wow. You're a numbers man. I am. Yeah. But I had so many credits coming out of the academy because just they, they force you to take so many classes. Yeah. Like you don't get a say. So I had so many credits coming out of that. And I was like, okay, well I can probably double major. So I doubled the majored. And then um, so I had to, when you transfer, you have to redshirt a year. So I had to sit out my first year at Ferris. Mm-hmm. So I had three more years of eligibility and I graduated in two more years of those eligibility. So I did my master's my last year. Oh, so you were a master's playing. You were a master's student, but you could still play. Yeah. What's your master's in then? Just business administration. Fantastic. Well, you're set for life then. Thank you. Even if, if hockey doesn't work out, you got yourself a a business background then. So that's good. Yeah. (laughs) I think hockey's going to work out for you. I hope so. Well, you remember us all. You, Barbara Bonaducci. You're going to remember Barbara when you're rich and famous. And Barbara would never let me forget her. <laughs> That's she, true. She takes credit for, for all my hockey. So she's like, I got you into it. Who was your biggest hero? Somebody that you always looked up to? Uh, I don't really think I... I mean, like I was... My favorite player was Martin Berdor, who was a goalie. Mm-hmm. But that was when I was playing goalie when I was really little. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as players, like, I don't, I didn't really have like a, like an idol or anything, you know, like some guys like just idolize certain people. I never really had that. Um, I liked different players for different things that they did, but it was not like, oh my gosh, I love this guy. Well, when you're out playing for the gladiators and then you come back, you know, like at the game's over and you go shake hands or whatever. And then you come back. Are there people waiting around, like kids waiting around to get your little autograph? Yeah, there are. Do you, do you get to sign autographs? That's crazy. I came up. A couple of weeks ago, I came up because I like my family like will wait up top after the game. Mm-hmm. So like I'll come out of the locker room and uh, go up and see them. And uh, there had been some like kids that I don't know what why they were still there, but they like, had stuck around. And so I like took pictures with them for like fifteen minutes. Oh, that's so cool! And then yeah, yesterday I had three or four kids that were like hanging over the where we walk in and out. 
mm-hmm. for warmups. And they're like, will you sign this? Will you sign this? And I was like, after the game, like I can't, I'm not going to do it before the game. Right. So after the game, like they were still hanging there. And so I walked over and I, and I did it. And then there was like this 30 year old that like <laughs> hung her, <laughs> her shirt over. And I was just like, oh, you're not a little kid. <laughs> So I signed it anyways, and I gave it back. <laughs> now, did she take her shirt off and hang it over, or was it just a shirt that she had brought along? <laughs> I, I think, I'm assuming she was around, surrounded by kids, so I'm assuming it was a, a shirt she brought. That's hilarious. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I mean, just different things like that. Yeah. Well, you're kind of a famous superstar now. Now you're somebody else's hero. Well, that'd be pretty cool. Isn't it cool? That would be pretty cool. Well, you've had kind of an exciting life getting to play hockey like out of state and traveling all over the place and and um, being recruited. I think it's a very exciting life. People would people are very interested in that kind of stuff. So yeah, my my family always laughs. Like no matter where we go or travel, you know someone like in that state or like wherever. You just have played with so many people and like know so many people. Just like everywhere we go, you know someone. That's fantastic. Which is nice, you know. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I want to thank you for coming in. Is there anybody you want to thank in particular or, you know, for all your success? I mean, yeah, obviously my family or all my family was a huge role in all that. Um, sacrificed a lot, especially my parents, as far as like time, money, both those things. They sacrificed a lot of, um, my, my brother and my sister, obviously they had to deal with all my hockey stuff too. Did they have to go with you a lot of times? I'd say like 50% of the time they did. Oh. Um, Cause we flew a lot. So like we were going to pay for a ticket for them. So yeah, I definitely thank them. And then uh, my girlfriend for the past five and a half years, she's uh, been really supportive and, and helped me a lot. So I want to thank her too. She's uh, been a part of this ride the last couple of years, five years. So. So what's it like to have moved out of Cherokee County? You like it outside or you want to come back? Uh, it's okay outside. Um, but this like, is a trick question because yeah, we can't, we can't have that one. But I, I'd much rather have Cherokee County. I love Cherokee County. What's your favorite restaurant in Cherokee County? I like Canyons pretty good. Canyons. Yeah, I enjoy Canyons. It's a pretty popular answer actually. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. They I get a lot of, they get a lot of airtime. Yeah. I like Canyons. Um, Ips is pretty good. Mm. Yeah. I like Ips. Dinner rolls. Oh, so good. I know. So good. Well, Zach, I want to thank you very much for coming in today. Uh, I, I learned a lot about hockey, believe it or not, especially the career path. That's a lot of a lot of things go on before you can actually become. You have to go through a lot of levels before you're actually able to become a gladiator or yes, ma'am. the next step up or yeah, the next step up. So thanks for coming in. I hope you have a great week ahead of you. Um, but before you go, we're going to do some quickie questions. Okay. You ready? Yeah. You have high standards for your health care. At Northside Hospital, this means consistency, expertise, and compassion for every patient. In neighborhoods across North Georgia, Northside provides the top caregivers to guide your health needs. From primary care and women's services to cancer, cardiac, orthopedic specialists, and more, we have a mission to heal and create a healthier future for you, your family, and our community. Take the next step at northside.com. And we're back with Zach Yoder from the Gladiators, and we're going to do a little quickie questions. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. You sure? Probably not. No. Okay. Okay. I know you like winter, but which do you prefer, spring or fall? Spring. What's your favorite band? Greta Van Fleet. What is it? Greta Van Fleet. When I think band, like, I think of like a, How like about, a legit band. Yeah, that's a legit band. Yeah. How about singer? Eric Church. Ooh, good one. Do you have any hobbies other than hockey? Yeah, I like fishing and um, boating and doing stuff at the lake. So you like the lake frozen or unfrozen? Yeah, either, either way. <laughs> Wonderful. Do you have any pets? I personally do not. No. Do you prefer cats or dogs? Oh, dogs. Oh. Mm. Yeah, way over cats. Who's your favorite Disney character of all time? Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're sitting across from Goofy. Uh, what's your favorite breakfast food? Skillets. Skillets. Yeah. That sounds like something from a restaurant. Yeah. It's like potatoes and uh, eggs and a bunch of stuff just mixed together. Ooh. Mm, breakfast casserole kind of thing. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. I really like that. Mm. 
If you had a time machine, would you get in the time machine and go forward into the future or go backwards into history? Backwards. Yeah? What yeah. time period? Either the 20s or the 50s. Mm. I think that'd be pretty fun. You put a lot of thought into this already. Yeah, I've thought about this before. I think the 20s would be fun, but then like, then you got to hit the 30s and 30s would not be fun. Right. That's true. But 50s, like, I don't know. I feel like 50s was just like a fun era. Yeah. So. I, I agree. Because it's kind of between anything nasty. Yeah, exactly. And it's like cars were getting pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah. Probably 50s. Good music too. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I read something about your uh, Paul Simon fan. Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Cecilia. Cecilia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I listened to that when I was little, like on the way to the rink. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a great song. You know, I, I saw Art Garfunkel in, in Atlanta not too long ago. He's still performing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Simon still alive? Yeah, they're both alive. Yeah, they're both alive. They're both singing. They just don't do it together. Well, yes, I am their fans. Do you like to get out and hit the town or would you rather stay home? I'd rather go out. I'm a people person. Uh-huh. What's one thing we don't know about you, Zach? What's one thing you didn't tell us today? I have Amish heritage. You have Amish heritage? Yeah, like my grandpa was raised Amish. No kidding. Yeah. Just your grandfather. Yeah. He was raised Amish. Like, and then he defected from the Amish community? Yeah, like Yoder and Amish is like Smith and American. Really? Yeah. I did not know this. Where Was he from Pennsylvania? No, he's from Ohio, and then he moved to Indiana, and there's a large Amish community in Indiana, northern Indiana. Does he have contact, or did he have contact with those people? Yeah, so his his Amish didn't shun. Really? So, yeah. So, I mean, I think there was 13 siblings, and like four of them are still Amish, and they still get together and stuff. That is so cool. Is that interesting? It is interesting. That okay. That was your grandfather. Yep, my dad's dad. So does your dad know a lot of these people that are Amish? Oh, yeah, I've met him. I've drove horse and buggy. Really? Yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah, no, they're, they're super cool. Like that family up there is pretty close. So when we go up there, like we see a bunch of them. Sweet. Yeah. One last question. Favorite flavor of ice cream? Mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. Although I had the other day, I had like a banana pudding ice cream and that was really, really good. Downstairs, we have an ice cream shop called Sweet. I think it's called Sweet Joy. Sweet Joy ice cream. Good. You got to go down there. Okay. It's handmade. All the ice cream is handmade. Her mother's grandmother's recipe, Talia is her name, it's made with raw milk, meaning it hasn't been pasteurized. Or anything. It's so good. You have no idea. Yeah. Right here in the mill, downstairs. I'm going down there. I love ice Do cream. Do it. That's probably my favorite Do food. It. All right. Cool. Zach, thanks again for coming in. Greatly appreciate your time today and uh, have a great day. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. All right, get out there and enjoy Cherokee. Enjoy Cherokee Voices and Enjoy Cherokee Magazine are produced by EMI, a nationally recognized award-winning multimedia content producer. Copyright 2021, all rights reserved. For additional information about this and all of our podcasts, visit enjoycherokee.com. If you enjoyed this show, click subscribe and take some time to rate and review the podcast now. It really does help us succeed in the booming world of podcasts.